the following program contains strong sexual content. Viewer discretion advised. Today on an all new Dr. Phil. I hate my grandpa. I hate what he did. A grandfather convicted. You say he molested you in the bed with your grandmother. And a grandma confronted. You had no idea. I did not. Yes, you did. He violated her for more than a decade. Your husband's on his knees at the bed of a child with his hand on her leg, and that doesn't go ding, 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 ding with you? And the woman she trusted. We had a loving relationship, and she destroyed it. She destroyed it. Denies it all. I didn't see anything, but I'll be damned if I'm going to stand out here and listen to your lies. I am leaving. I am leaving. I am leaving. Ashley says that her grandmother, Peggy, was her best friend growing up. They baked apple pies, went shopping, and even took trips together. They were so close, Ashley considered Peggy to be like a second mom. Now, Ashley's younger sister, Megan, also enjoyed spending time with Peggy, helping out in her garden, going on bike rides. The two sisters seemed like they had a great childhood, but behind closed doors, nobody would have ever imagined the twisted and grotesque secrets hiding behind their innocent smiles. Secrets they were forced to keep quiet because of this man, their step-grandfather, Joseph Palmer. Ashley says she was raped and molested by Grandpa Joe over 500 times while in her grandmother's care, and she says Grandma did nothing. Take a look. I spent every weekend and every summer with my grandparents, Joe and Peggy. Peggy was like my second mom. We would hang out around the house. Then nighttime came. I always slept in the same bed with Peggy and Joe in the middle. I would feel Joe um, take my underwear off. He would start rubbing my leg. He told me, it's okay. This is how grandpas check little girls. So I didn't fight it. He would get on top of me and rape me. Peggy would be asleep in the bed. I never told my mom or my stepdad. The first moment that I knew that Peggy knew, I was nine. He would tell me, come sit on my lap. Most of the time he had grapes or something for me, some kind of snack. He would put his hands up my shorts. He started touching me. After a while, Peggy would say, okay, stop, that's enough. My grandmother knew it was happening the whole time. She let my grandpa rape me. I am mad at Peggy. She knew and threw me to the wind like I was nothing to her. I feel like I'm gonna live with this for the rest of my life because she doesn't want to admit that she knew. I was very close to Peggy. I'm mad because she took Joe's side. I hate Joe. I hate what he did. So is this just a story of one little girl? Well, not really. Ashley's younger sister, Megan, says she was also abused by Grandpa Joe. It wasn't until Megan came forward that the horrible truth was revealed. 
Megan is my little sister. I have a great relationship with my sister, Ashley. We have always been really close. In 2006, I found out that my sister was abused too by Joe. The first time that Joe touched me, I was four. Because I was so little, Peggy would have to help me with my bath. She'd wrap me in my towel and just tell me, oh, hey, Grandpa's waiting for you in the den. So I would go into the den and he would lift me right onto his lap. She was sending Megan right to it, knowing what Joe was going to do. Joe would rub my private. I told my parents that Joe was molesting me. They needed to talk to Ashley. We were going to go to the police station and make a report, and they were going to go arrest him. The case went to grand jury October 20th of 2006. I did testify the day of the trial. It was hard, but it was worth it. Having to tell the court what Joe did was embarrassing. The whole trial lasted two days, and it took the jury three hours to find him guilty. Joe got over a thousand years in prison. I hope Joe dies in prison and goes to hell right after that and joins Peggy. If I could be put in a room with Joe, I would kill him. I think Joe deserves the death penalty. Okay, I'm glad to meet the two of you. I'm very sorry for the circumstance. I wish we were talking about something else. But this is the reality. Why do you want to talk about this now? I think I need closure. I need to know why Peggy took Joe's side. Why she can't, you know, I feel like to move on with my life, I need to hear her say, yes, I know, and I'm sorry. I don't, even if she can't explain why she took his side, if she can't explain why she didn't protect me, I think I need to hear her say, I'm sorry. But you both describe her as this loving woman that you knew, but you also describe her as essentially feeding you to the wolf. That she would take you out of the bath, wrap you in a towel, go put you in his lap. That you, how do you square that in your mind? Why would she do that? I, I think for years, like I tried to, like whenever it was going on, I tried to say to myself, you know, like she knew I was going through it and I felt like I don't know how to explain it, how, how it made me feel like I was close to her and I felt like I always wanted to protect her. And after everything had come out, it's a question that I ask myself all the time and I don't know how to answer. Megan, did you, do you think she knew? I think she knew. Why? Because of her actions. Why else would she, you know, just send me in there wrapped in a towel? Knowing, because with me being a parent, any parent, after you bathe your child or, you know, bathe grandchildren, you get them dressed. You don't just send them off in the towel. And you said that when you would be there for the weekends, Ashley, that you would sleep in the bed with Peggy and Joe. Yes. At like age four. Mm -hmm. And you say that he actually molested you then in bed with Peggy in the bed? Yes. And how would he do that? Would you sleep between them? Yes. So you're up against her and him, and he's doing what? And I'm not trying to embarrass you or be graphic here. Just be as general as you need to be. They had a, um, a, a big bed. It was a California bed, so there was plenty of room. But he would uh, start touching my leg and 
Uh, after a while, he would take my underwear off and start molesting me. And after a while, he would rape me. In the bed with your grandmother? Yes. And is there any way she didn't know what was going on? At that time, like whenever I was that young and, and in their bed, I don't ever remember Peggy knowing that it was going on at that age. It wasn't until they had moved. Right. And when they moved, what was different? Why, why do you think there was a different level of awareness then? Because Joe would molest me in their living room with Peggy sitting on the couch, right where she could see everything. So you guys are in a living room, I mean, kind of like we're sitting now. This was a couch, there would be a chair, TV, whatever. And what would he do with her in the room? He would ask me, uh, he would have grapes or something and tell me to come and sit down and I would go sit down and he would start rubbing my leg and then put his hand up my shorts or down my shorts or pants and um, start molesting me. And Peggy would be sitting on the couch and if she looked straight ahead, she could see. And even if she was looking at the TV, the, li the living room was so little that she could see out of her peripheral vision what he was doing. And after a while, she would tell him, stop, that's enough. So at that point, you were how old? I was nine, nine, ten years old. Okay. So when she said that, what did you say to yourself? Well, I was relieved. Like, f finally, she said something, and now I he's going to stop until the next time. Because you see, there are two questions here. There are two questions here that, that she raises, one she raises and one that you raise. She raises the question, did this happen at all? That you weren't molested or raped, that neither one of you were touched inappropriately. Um, and then the second question is, did she know it? Did it happen and did she know it? And you answer yes to both of those questions. Yes. And she answers no to both of those questions. When did this stop for you? When I was 15. And why did it stop at 15? Because I decided to get pregnant. On purpose? Yes. Why? Because I either wanted to take my own life so that he would stop or get pregnant. And I knew that I had thrown myself into school and got good grades, I knew I would be a good mom, so I decided to get pregnant. And with you, it never advanced to a full rape situation. It was molestation. Right. I don't mean to trivialize that at all. I'm just saying that these are degrees of trauma for you. How did you escape? I... I just, once I hit the age, I started getting my own friends, and I just quit going over there so often, and finally I just quit going altogether. Well, coming up, Ashley and Megan have not seen or spoken to Peggy in more than seven years, and you know, that's when the prosecution took place. Well, she's here, and still to this day says these two girls are lying. We'll add her to this conversation after the break. If he did this, why did she wait till she was 22 years old to holler Ray? She needs psychiatric help. And later... Your grandpa wouldn't do that. Do you just pick on one? Wouldn't there be others? I gave you 
two, three, four, five, six references from other people. I'm sorry. I didn't see anything. I am leaving. Monday on an all-new Dr. Phil. She gets drunk, but you won't believe how. You're drinking hand sanitizer. You're a dead woman walking. She's fighting. They don't give me any respect. You caused the chaos. Mooching from mom. You want her to throw me out on the streets. I'd rather have you living on the streets than dead in her house. And out of control. Why do you hate these people? Because I feel that they are fake. You are acting like a freak. That's Monday. Peggy never offered sympathy or said anything like, I'm sorry. I want to know why she chose Joe. Why did she take his side? I wish that she wanted me in her life like I do want her in mine. For over a decade, Ashley and Megan say they endured the unthinkable at the hands of their step-grandfather, Joseph Palmer. This prosecution took place in when? 2007. So you came forward in 06, the prosecution was in 07. Yes. Okay, so you waited several years before you said anything. Why? If it wasn't for um, my sister telling my mom that my mom had gotten mad at my sister, and my sister told my mom and dad they should have protected us when we were little, and my mom called and asked why. And if it wasn't for my mom calling and asking why, nobody would probably still know. And you said something at the same time, right? Which one of you spoke up first? I did. You did. Mm -hmm. And what triggered you to speak up? My parents were upset with me over a boyfriend and accusing him of rape because of his age and my age. And that's when I told them that, you know, they should have protected us a long time ago. Because this, with my boyfriend, that's something I chose. That's something I wanted. But when we were children, that's not something we wanted. That's not something that anyone could imagine even happening. Here's what Peggy says about this. She says, first off, that, Ashley, you are a liar. She says, this did not happen, that you are a liar, and that if this was happening, why did you keep wanting to come over there? I kept wanting to go over there because, one, I wanted to see Peggy. She was a huge part of my life. Like, I loved her unconditionally, even though I knew that she knew. And I think I tried to hide, bury somewhere in me that she knew so that I still had that. And I didn't want anybody to question why I didn't go over there anymore and me have to explain to them or give them an answer. Mm -hmm. She says this was just vindictiveness on your part, that you had asked for some financial help, didn't get it, and said, okay, fine. And so you went on a, on a tear for vengeance and made all of this up? If it was because I wanted money, it wouldn't have even involved my mom or Megan. And if it wasn't for my mom give, calling me and telling me, like, I even told my mom then, like, I, I, please don't tell anybody, you know, I'm scared. And my mom said, no, we are going to the police department. We're going to make a report. And even whenever I made the report, I told my mom, I was like, I'll never speak to you what happened. You're just going to have to read it. Peggy says Ashley is a liar and adamantly denies her husband ever hurt either one of these girls, and certainly she could then not have known about it. When Ashley was four years old, she stayed with me all the time, and she always had a good time. 
Joe and Ashley really did have a great relationship. She's happy-go-lucky, and she always had a nice little grin on her face, but I don't know what happened to that little girl. Everything was normal, really, until I got the phone call from Ashley's mother, Brenda, accusing Joe molesting the girls. She started hollering she was gonna go up and file rape charges against Joe. And I was really upset. I went in, I woke him up, and I said, did you really rape Ashley? And I remember him just sitting there, and then he says, no. But he wouldn't answer any questions for me after that. I was surprised they found him guilty. They had no evidence in that courtroom. Ashley lied on the stand. I didn't see any sexual thing between Joe and Ashley. If there was, Joe would be alive today. I'd have probably already killed him. She didn't sit on Joe's lap while I was watching TV. Ashley lied about that. And if he did this, why did she wait till she was 22 years old to holler Ray? Ashley needs to tell the truth. She needs psychiatric help for someone could help her sort what's really true and what is not true. I really love my granddaughter, but all I got was a stab in the heart. She ruined my life. And now why is she wanting to be friends with me again to get us back together? Why? What does she want? All right, Peggy, you believe that Ashley is lying and that Megan is lying? Yes. Okay, and you gave reasons why you thought Ashley was lying. Why would you say Megan is lying? What's her motive? She didn't need a motive. She lied for her. So she just was supporting her? Yeah. But she, she brought it up first. Because she was seeing a boyfriend, or she thought she was pregnant. This one said she went to Kroger's to get this one a pregnancy test. And, yeah, give me that look. You wrote it. No, I never yeah. thought I was pregnant at that age. That has nothing to do with it. What person would it put themselves through all of this and through the trials and through all of that emotion for no reason? You would. What I'm interested in here is, you know, to me, the only thing that gets up to the level of someone that would molest and rape a child is someone that would watch that happen and do nothing to protect that child. Because it didn't happen. And so, and, and these girls have described you as a loving, attentive, nurturing grandmother. They loved you, they loved you unconditionally, they loved to do things with you, work in the garden, go here, go there, all of these things. So. They say that you're this loving person, but yet you actually took them and handed them to a known child molester. Did you do that? No. So in, in a house as small as we're talking about, being in a bed where you're actually in bed with Ashley and your husband, you, you had no idea. Nothing no. ever gave you any clue. No. You wake up in the middle of the night, your husband's on his knees at the bed of a child with his hand on her leg. We went as far as we're going to go because this one's lying, that one's lying. He didn't do these things. And later... I'll be damned if I'm going to stand out here and listen to your lies. Next week on an all-new Dr. Phil... 
caught in a love triangle. Do you feel guilt for cheating on your wife? I don't consider it cheating. For the first time, the two women meet. You keep kicking him out. That's stupid. Here you go. All yours. Which one should he choose? He wants me to decide. I don't know what you think is so funny. They're laughing because your narcissistic, self-serving bull is more than they can take. All new Dr. Phil. Next week. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. Ashley said in court that when she got pregnant, Joe left her love. And she says, and he's not the father of And I thought, well, she's making it sound like she got pregnant, so he'd leave her alone. That's bold. She went to bed three other guys before she went to one that got pregnant by. She's got three sons, and all three sons have three different fathers. This one waits until she's 22 years old to holler rape, and she had a car. She came on her own. I didn't go drag her up. She was never made to stay at my house. She was never made, she had to come. But in court, she says she was made to come. Do, do you understand how a molester grooms a victim? Do you know what that means, to groom a victim? No. A molester will begin very slowly with their victim. If it's a pedophile, they will work very carefully, very slowly to gain trust, to gain power, to gain control. They'll tell them, there's nothing wrong with this. This is okay. It's no big deal. I obviously love you. This is just normal. You don't need to tell anybody. We don't talk about those kind of things. This is just normal. And one of the things you said that just floored me is you said he wouldn't do that. It's He's family. Do you understand that? I didn't that, say he was family. I said your grandpa wouldn't do that. You don't think that the fact that he was family had any impact on whether you believe this or whether you didn't? Well, you answer me something. He was around his nieces all the time. There was little girls around where we lived. Yes, there were. Would you just pick one? If I was a pedophile? Yeah. Do you just pick on one? Wouldn't there be others? Yes. There very possibly could be, yes. Maybe yes, not? maybe no. What's your point? Are, are you saying uh, that why it's... Why just my granddaughter? Because this one wasn't at my house when she says she was raped. Well, let me share a statistic with you. Three out of four adolescents who have been sexually assaulted were victimized by someone they knew well. And approximately 30% of sexual abuse offenders are relatives of the victim. That's who they have access to. But that so wasn't that's my who husband, they target. Joe. What do you mean it wasn't your husband, Joe? He didn't do these things. You've never had any idea in your mind that he might have done this. No. It never occurred to you. There was only one time, and that was at the motel. 
but his hands was over her leg. His hand was. She said he didn't hurt her or anything. Nine years old, and I asked her to start staying home. I did not want her coming to the house. Only thing she could think of was, how am I going to get my clothes? Why not? Because I didn't want her around. If I know this sounds awful, but Joe was drinking a lot. When we go bowling and everything else, he's got all these girls kissing him and hugging him and everything else. And I felt like she was older. Some of them young girls. No, not little girls. I didn't say little girls, young. They were younger than I am, yes. Yeah. Now, let's talk. You said that there's this one time, and, and you help us with this, Ashley. Didn't you say, didn't you admit that you woke up one night in a hotel? That's what I was talking And he about. was out of bed, around by her bed, with laying his head on the bed with his hand up under the covers. No, she was laying on top. On her leg. Hands on her leg. Yes. His hand was now, over her leg. Now, come on. You know, you and I have been around too long to well, kid each you other. Know, you wake up in the middle of the night, your husband's on his knees at the bed of a child with his hand on her leg, and that doesn't go ding, 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 ding with you? No, it didn't go ding, ding, ding with me because a lot, a lot of times she complained of her legs are hurting, her feet are hurting, and he rubbed her legs for her and her feet. I had her mother take her to the doctor because cancer runs in my family, bone cancer and everything else. And her mom didn't want to take her right away, but her mom did take her. And the doctor told her she had growing pains. Um, This is your mother here, Brenda, correct? Yes. Brenda, is that true? Did a doctor tell you these girls that she had growing pains? No. Didn't happen? Didn't happen. Did you take her to the doctor for growing pains, whatever that is? Not exactly for growing pains, but I'd take her in for checkups. Right. Physicals and stuff. They never said anything about growing pains. Well, she just said that that's, that that did happen. No, it didn't happen. Well, you know what? We I think no we went as far pain. as we're going to go because this one's lying, that one's lying, and she, I made her take her to the doctor. He, she had growing pains. Maybe I should have never even tried to help her. We had a loving relationship, and she destroyed it. Closed captioning provided by... Joe was always nice to Ashley. I mean, we'd done things for Ashley that we never done with any of the other grandkids. I was on a bowling tournament, and Ashley wanted to come with us. I had a couple beers, because when I bowled in the tournament, I did drink a couple beers. I woke up 4 o'clock in the morning. The door to the motel was open. Ashley was on the bed. Joe was kneeling next to the bed and had his arm across Ashley's leg. He had his head like this, and his arm crossed her leg like that. I hit him on the back of the head and told him to get to bed. But I didn't think anything sexually wrong because Ashley kept complaining about her legs hurt. So he was rubbing her legs. But I couldn't see that in the motel. I couldn't see anything. In March of 2007, Joseph L. Palmer was convicted of 151 sexual abuse charges. 
He was the step-grandfather of two of my guests today, Megan and Ashley. Joseph's wife, Grandma Peggy, says her husband is innocent, but he is in prison for 255 years, correct? Yes. Okay, but yet you maintain his innocence. Yes, I do. And your point is, you didn't allow him to ruin their life. They have ruined your life. She has ruined my life. What you have said, just, I just want to know what you was in your mind, what you knew. Because I'm just telling you what they're saying. I'm not saying what you knew or didn't know, but you say you saw Joe's head on Ashley's bed and his right hand on her leg in a hotel room in the middle of the night. You said you saw Joe pat Ashley and Megan on the bottom numerous times, right? Megan. Megan was not at my house that much. At no time. You, you told us you saw him pat both of them on the bottom from time to time. I'm just telling you what you said. It's well, not me yes, saying you said I mean, it. I didn't hear <clears throat> you correctly. Okay. Please. I, yeah. I'm deaf in this here. I'll you think it's up. funny. I really am deaf, and that is nothing being made fun of. You said you saw Joe rub Ashley's legs and feet. He did rub her legs and feet. She complained of her legs and feet. And you saw him run his hand up and down her leg. He would rub her like that. Now, did we he, moved in. I'm going to switch the subject on you in a minute. Let me ask one last thing. Did he give her a bath at four years of age? Yes, he did, but she was standing on the kitchen sink. I was making pudding, and we were getting ready to go to Holbrook's. He asked me, how do I wash this? I said, make the voice rag like a seesaw. So that's what he was doing, right in front of me, yes, in the kitchen, and she was standing in the kitchen. Okay. And when I looked up, she was staring at me, and I said, that's enough. You're probably hurting her. If he was molesting her, why did she keep coming back? Do you want me to answer that? Yeah. Why did she come back? Because I, I tell you what I hope is that you'll have an open mind to some things that you may not be aware of. Um, she would keep coming back because she had been artfully, consistently, across a long period of time, groomed by a molester, and she thought of you as her second mother. So she was drawn to you as a loving figure and groomed by this man to believe that this is how granddaughters and grandfathers interact. She's young, she's naive, and she was manipulated by him, and you were a magnet that helped keep drawing her back and back and back. Then maybe she should have never came. Maybe I should have never even tried to help her. I should, but like, she like did. the court attorney said, she should have stayed with her mom and her dad. But she didn't. That what could have happened did. What could have happened is she had a loving relationship with you. We had a loving relationship and she destroyed it. She destroyed it. And you're saying that because she's a liar she, yes. and she's a liar. And you're saying, why would he do that to just this one? But the truth is... He was around he, his nieces and stuff before she was. He didn't do it to just one person. 
Who else? Monday on an all-new Dr. Phil. She gets drunk, but you won't believe how. You're drinking hand sanitizer. You're a dead woman walking. She's fighting. They don't give me any respect. You cause the chaos. Mooching from mom. You want her to throw me out on the streets. I'd rather have you living on the streets than dead in her house. And out of control. Why do you hate these people? Because I feel that they are fake. You are acting like a freak. That's Monday. Closed captioning provided by... And you're saying, why would he do that to just this one? Because you, you don't even consider her. You say, she's just lying to cover her. And so there's really only one. Why would he just do that to one person? That's why I'm asking you. Why would he do it to one person? Okay. And it, you know, to me, that doesn't matter. He either did it to one person or he didn't. But the truth is... He was around he, his nieces and stuff before she was. He didn't do it to just one person. Who else? Well, actually, uh, I'll... Bring them up right here. We have statements. You know, first off, this is Ashley's statement. Yes. J just so you know. She says that Joseph Palmer assaulted her in and around 1987 to 1988. This is her handwritten statement in 2006. He would sit me on his lap while watching TV and blank my private parts. He would do that every time I visited, which was every weekend and in the summer. He started entering my bedroom late at night after I had been sleeping. He would start to blank my private parts for a while. Then he would blank my private parts. After a while, he would sit on top of me and hold me down while he would have sex with me. He would tell me that it was okay, that I couldn't get pregnant because he was fixed. He would get a warm wash rag and clean my private parts. All true? All true. Okay, now, so that's what she says happened with her. Here's a neighbor's statement. This isn't Megan or Ashley. This is a neighbor's statement. In the summer of 96, I was 13. I was with Ashley. Joe Palmer would always rub on me and smack my butt. One occasion, he got us drunk. One occasion, he got us drunk. This is a 13-year-old. This is a neighbor. This isn't Megan. This isn't Ashley. This is a 13-year-old neighbor. She says Ashley would always want me to sleep in the living room with her instead of in her room because she thought that he wouldn't mess with her or myself if they slept in the living room. So all I'm saying is you said, why just one person? Here is another person that's not, it's not either of these two girls that is, is saying very inappropriate things about Joe's interaction with, with her. So it's not just her. It's not just Megan. Can we go on? Okay. Here's another neighbor. When I was approximately 14 years old, he would always say we were naughty girls. He would always smack us girls on our bottoms. Not for misbehaving, but just because he wanted to. He would always give me a hug. And when he did, he would squeeze my breast tightly up against his chest and as he would release from the hug, he would rub his hands along the side of my breast. Ashley had told me about her grandpa Joe coming into her room at night touching her. 
She also told me later that he had also forced her to have sex with him. That's person number four. One, two, three, four. Ashley, I'm sorry. I didn't see anything and I'll be damned if I'm gonna stand out here and listen to your lies. Next week on an all-new Dr. Phil, caught in a love triangle. Do you feel guilt for cheating on your wife? I don't consider it cheating. For the first time, the two women meet. You keep kicking him out. That's stupid. Here you go. All yours. Which one should he choose? He wants me to decide. I don't know what you think is so funny. They're laughing because your narcissistic, self-serving bull is more than they can take. All-new Dr. Phil. Next week. We can't do this show without you, our studio audience. If you are going to be in the Los Angeles area and you would like free tickets, go to drphil.com and click on Be in the Audience. Or you can call 323-461-PHIL. That's 323-461-7445. Next, your own daughter. Dear Dr. Phil, Joe would come to my bedroom at 4.30 a.m. in the morning before school, bring me a cup of coffee and rub my back. At times, he would try to rub areas such as my breast, but I would move away from him. Joe told me months later he had been putting speed in my coffee. Joe expected a kiss and a hug first thing when I arrived home, and he would kiss me on the lips and then once again try and touch my breast. There were times when I would shower and Joe would just walk in on me, which he thought was normal. One, two, three, four, five people now making statements. Tammy also says he flirted quite often with other ladies and girls. He kept porn on his computer and everything he spoke of was quite perverted. Okay, now let's take a look at what your son had to say. This is your son's police statement. In 1994, February to April, Peggy called my residence. She found Joe Palmer asleep on the floor with Ashley. She said he had his hands between her legs. I do not remember the specifics, just that Peggy was concerned. Person number six. Is he telling the truth? No. I did call him. I was concerned. I did not say they were laying on the floor. Did you say that he had his hand between her legs? Just like I've been saying all along. His head was on the mattress on top of his arm, and his other arm was on top of her leg. Did she tell you that he drinks a lot? Did she tell you his truck was broke down that night, and he stayed up most night? I was tired. I went to bed, and she was in bed. When I got up at 4 o'clock in the morning to use the bathroom, I didn't see very much, but the motel door was wide open. And when I got up to use the bathroom, he was laying like this and he had his arm over. The only thing I went through my mind was he, she complained about her legs are hurting, so he rubbed her legs and her feet. Well, now, you said- to get to the legs and the feet, we got in the van one day to go somewhere. She was in the back seat. Next thing I knew, she was taking her shoes off and asking Grandpa to rub her feet. I told her, put her shoes back on, he was driving. Your question to me was, if he's that kind of person, why would he just mess with one girl? Okay. I gave you 
two, three, four, five, six references from other people. They weren't my neighbors. They were her friends. I don't care if they came from Jupiter. <laughs> what difference does it make who they were, Peggy? What difference does that make? You said there's... So actually, there's... I'm sorry. I didn't see anything. I'll be damned if I'm going to stand out here and listen to your lies. You have run my life. I don't want nothing to do with you. I am leaving. I am leaving. I am leaving. You don't want to know the truth. No, you don't want to know the truth no, either. You're a liar. Why do you, you I asked you if he molested my girls. You said Joe would never do that. Monday on an all-new Dr. Phil. They almost lost their sister. Christine slipped into a coma. But you won't believe why. You're drinking hand sanitizer. Do you have any idea how toxic that is? That's Monday. Closed captioning provided by... Want to get something off your chest? Sign up for the DrPhil.com community and weigh in on your favorite episodes and share your personal stories with other community members. Plus, get started on your own blog to share your thoughts on the topics that interest you most. I'll be reading those message boards. Log on to DrPhil.com today. We're out of time, so we're going to have to stop. You just saw Peggy storm off the stage. Will she come back? I have one question that might just send her over the edge. Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil. Why is a mother, what the hell were you thinking allowing these girls to be around this perverted human being? They claim their grandmother knew. She would come in my room at night and catch him and tell him to stop, go back to bed. Tomorrow. Grandma returns to the stage. What do you want? You want, I'm sorry? I I'm want... sorry for what? I didn't see anything. Will she finally apologize? You're saying my dad didn't catch him and tell you if I ever catch him again, I'm going to kill him? If he did, I didn't hear him. Were you just in your mind saying, I'd rather he be messing around with her than with me? No, and I wish you'd bite your tongue on that. That's tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil. Find out what happens tomorrow. Go to drphil.com and let us know what you think of the show today. Thanks for being here and so long.